Welcome to the latest episode of Vontobel Now. I'm Andrew Crook, your host, and today we're looking at the potential for new standards in sustainable investing. This is based on some research done recently by the SDA Bocconi School of Management in conjunction with Vontobel Asset Management. It looks at the evolving role and responsibilities of both asset managers and investors in response to the ESG trends and regulations that are evolving, especially in Europe. I'm delighted to welcome two speakers to share their insights. Gianluca Ungari, who's head of portfolio management for Vontobel Asset Management in Italy, and our guest speaker, Michele Calcaterra, a senior lecturer of entrepreneurial finance at the Bocconi School of Management. Clearly, there are increasing levels of sophistication in terms of integrating ESG within investment processes, products, and portfolio, all amid this fast-changing and developing regulatory backdrop. So, Michaela, what are some of the main market trends and regulatory developments that you currently see impacting the ESG investment landscape in Europe? Talking about sustainable finance, we can say that uh, 2021 was a, a year of records. Investors uh, had already directed over US dollar 650 billion into ESG funds against a full year's total of US dollar 550 billion in 2020 and 2,280 billion in 2019. So you see that it, it has been a, a huge growth in this field. Furthermore, global sustainable bond issuance more than doubled to US dollar one trillion in 2021 compared to 2020. This momentum is continuing in 2022, not just because investors are keen to hold environmental, social and governance assets, but uh, I think also because corporates see that the ESG issues now affects their business and investment risk. In this context, ESG regulation pick up and shape global market things. Indeed, we know that the shape of the market is where regulation comes into place. It's always like this. So what are some of the key developments in terms of regulations and standards for investors to consider? Firstly, the European Union has announced a plan to publish later this year the technical criteria for the four remaining environmental targets of its taxonomy. The first one is the sustainable use of protection of water and marine resources. The second, the transition to a circular economy. Then pollution prevention and control. And last, uh, the protection and restoration of uh, biodiversity and the uh, ecosystem. Secondly, this is important also, banks' uh, ESG performance are increasingly in the spotlight. In 2022, the European Central Bank and the Bank of England will review their practice on ESG risk management and conduct a climate stress test, which could have implications for bank capital requirement. Another reason, thirdly, the European Union Green Bond Standards is expected to be adopted in 2022, which would further increase standardization and serve as, may I say, a gold standard for green bonds. Even though it is international application remain an unresolved issue. 
all this this uh, regulatory initiative uh, are expected to shape capital and loan market uh, this year, also affecting treasury role in sustainability. Last but not least, this is important also, we have to mention carbon market that will become more important than ever. On the back of rising energy price, emission trading schemes will continue to be in the spotlight in 2022. Great. Thank you for that introduction. Gianluca, from your point of view, there have been fund inflows into sustainable and ESG-focused funds over the past two or three years that I think are higher and faster than anyone would have expected. What specifically are European investors looking for? Yes, Andrew. I mean, it's been a pretty uh, significant inflows in the, as also Michele was saying, in the in sustainable investment. Consider that in Europe, we have more or less $10 trillion of uh, so defined sustainable investment. But what is also important to say is that the total amount of sustainable investment is about $35 trillion globally. Actually, Europe has been one of the first because of the change in the political and uh, regulatory environment has been uh, extremely important. But what we what we we have to notice that also in the 2020, in the last couple of years, U.S. and Japan have been increasing uh, have been increasing sustainable investment pretty substantially. So the growth is also. Not only Europe, but it's it's global. What what I can say about the, our European experience is that, let's say, investors, especially the new generation, the millennial generation, and even more than the, the Z generation, is very much sensitive to the ESG factor, to the environmental, to the social, and the governance. Especially the first two are pretty important in their decision making. So our industry reacted is that this change in the human society has been brought also in the investment and in the investment process. So when you talk about uh, sustainable investment, you change the perspective. It's not only if a company makes a profit, if a fund overperforms the benchmark or is able to obtain the investment objective, but the important question becomes of uh, how they do it. So the how become pretty central in their uh, investment decision. And how it's basically in the investment process, how we consider the ESG factor, how we integrate the ESG factor in our investment process. And this become pretty crucial in the investment decision of the investors. Michele, can you please expand a little bit more on some of the details you provided earlier in terms of regulatory changes in Europe? In particular, what you feel are going to be the impacts on the investment management industry? Well, first of all, to achieve a more sustainable growth, we have to say that everyone, everyone in the society must play a role. The financial system is no exception. Reorienting private capital to more sustainable investment requires a comprehensive rethinking of how our, our financial system works. This is uh, necessary if the European Union is to develop more sustainable economic growth, ensure the stability 
of the financial system and foster more transparency and long-termism in the economy. Having said that, let's see the European regulatory journey that is uh, conditioning uh, very hard the asset management industry so deeply, so hardly, as I said. ESG regulation started in uh, 2018 when the European Commission published uh, its uh, Sustainable Financial Action Plan for uh, a greener and cleaner uh, economy. The European Union Action Plan on Sustainable Finance is a part of the Capital Market Union's initiative and a key step toward implementing the Paris Agreement and the US Agenda for Sustainable Development. During 2019, it has been implemented the ESG Disclosure Rules. Sustainability risks are defined as an ESG event that could cause and an actual uh, or potential, may I say, negative impact on the value of the investing arising from uh, an adverse sustainability impact. During uh, April 2019, ESMA published a consultation paper which set out a series of uh, measures uh, dealing with uh, sustainability risk and sustainability factors that managers of funds should integrate in their day-to-day management of their organization. Jumping to the most recent event in terms of regulation, on March 2021, the Sustainable Financial Disclosure Regulation, the regulation with number 2088 of SFDR, has been applied. And this is an important step about the regulation. The SFDR introduced sustainability disclosure in the financial services sector, asking market participants to provide client and investor with information on the inclusion of ESG assessment in the investment and advisory process. And this is the very first time with this respect. The SFDR will apply to asset management company, investment firms and banks providing portfolio management and investment advises services under MFID, insurance companies and intermediaries. But if I may ask a question to Gianluca. Gianluca, from your perspective, what impetus is all this giving to asset managers to adapt or change how they need to manage ESG assets? Yes, the first answer is like, when there is a, such a big change uh, in the regulation, is uh, as an industry, the first thing is to uh, you have to focus how you have to comply to this such a big change. Then the second reaction is, well, every big change is also an opportunity. And for whom? For, I think, those as a manager that already were considering ESG factor before the, the regular change and were considering the environmental, the social elements into the investment process. The regulation is a big change, but cannot only be the only engine to this uh, change, but also the asset manager as an industry have, as, as you were saying before, that to facilitate this uh, change. So they have to be a stakeholder in this big change because we have uh, not only to react, but we have 
to have a positive uh, um, attitude to to this issue. Gianluca, staying with you, can you describe the fiduciary duty of asset managers when it comes to ESG funds and what this means ultimately for end investors? For us, it's one of the main pillars of our ESG approach. To synthesize it, it means to assure the investor of the an active monitoring of the portfolio ESG factors and risk. We can make a link to what happened to uh, just to understand it better, to do up to the fixing environment, um, to the fixing investment, when we talk about uh, credit risk. So when uh, the evolution even there about the regulation was that you do not do not only have to base your your analysis on a credit agency rating agency, but also you have to develop internal models and internal process to account for the credit risk. And there, the fiduciary duty, it's very important that the portfolio manager has to show, that the asset manager has to show their capability of uh, being able to control and to analyze the risk. We think the same is going to happen with ESG. Um, so the fiduciary duty becomes very important. And at the end, it comes down to the credibility of the asset manager of how he manages this factor and how we control at the end of the day these new risks that are in our human society and which have to be considered also in our investment processes. Michele, are there any other implications on the fiduciary responsibilities that you think are important to add? On my opinion, it is a milestone that the asset manager has a strong fiduciary mandate to manage ESG constraints into in the portfolio management activity. The asset manager that believes that ESG investing can add value for client have to actively work to clarify investors' needs and where necessary to provide them with education and support. As the owner's focus on ESG investing is growing and is increasingly having an influence on asset manager selection, asset owners need to be assisted in articulating their ESG belief and requirements. The growing ESG capabilities of asset managers are making it easier for asset owners of all sizes to implement ESG investing. The quality and the availability of ESG data remain a major challenge. But uh, asset managers, uh, may say, are developing their analytic uh, abilities uh, and are increasingly confident they can identify useful signals. Each firm takes uh, its own approach on ESG implementation, with the variation in risk modeling and different attitude to asset classes, ESG factors, execution method, and assessment of technique and this matter. And Fontobel has an outstanding competence with this respect. In short, in a nutshell, asset managers show relatively strong consensus over the value, network, and growth of ESG investing. On the challenges, it's present. However, they have very different views on how to overcome those challenges and implement ESG investing. 
probably it is too early to say whether uh, this variation will persist uh, as the sector of, and the sector evolves. Uh, what does uh, seem to be clear uh, since now is uh, that uh, asset managers are moving in the right direction and the asset owner seeking fiduciary help with the ESG investing have an increasing range of options open to them. Thank you, Michaela. And beyond Europe, what would you think is the impact for the investment community of this shift towards new global standards and regulatory frameworks? Yes, Andrew. ESG has uh, certainly become mainstream uh, as the growth in interest and in sustainable investment continues. Uh, I'm strongly convinced about that. We are uh, all aware that ESG stands for environment, social and governance factor. And typically what ESG brings to mind are environmental issues uh, like climate change and resource scarcity and so on. This form an important element of ESG, but the terms mean so much more. It covers social issues like companies' labor practice, talent management, product safety, and data security also. It covers governance matters like border diversity, executive pay, culture, and business ethics, and so on, which, of course, are central to guarantee solidity to the business model. And yet, uh, governance issues are uh, well known for being hard to measure is, uh, in uh, an intangible way. Gianluca, as an asset manager firms, uh, how is Vontobel applying the European best practice uh, to your global businesses? Our experience in Europe has been uh, pretty substantial. We're saying that the change uh, in the normative has been uh, one of the, the biggest driver, but also we started worrying on the on the political side. Uh, we started worrying about climate change or social uh, changes pretty pretty early, and um, um, so our experience, our work in the infrastructure of Fontoba, we have an SG committee which basically set the guidelines, the principles, and our belief, and actually it's a gateway to our funds in terms of defining, in terms of article of the SFDR directive, the European directive in the famous uh, Article 6, Article 8, Article 9, that now everybody knows about it. Then we have like the capability in terms of understanding, because the normative and what you were saying, it's pretty substantial in terms of how much change we have to expect in, t- in terms of uh, new rules in terms of the regulator in 2022 and 2023. So it's very important to have um, capability that intercept these changes and then help the, the portfolio manager to understand it and how to implement the investment process. So our experience allow us to create a framework in which each boutique and then portfolio manager can work and can really be effective in implementing the ESG factor in their investment processes. And just to wrap up this session, Michaela, what are some of the key takeaways from the research that you see being important to highlight in terms of how the investment landscape for sustainable strategies 
and approaches might develop going forward. Yes, Andrew. Well, sustainability, on my opinion, will be a key driver of risk and return in the financial industry for some years again. Asset managers profit from an increased demand for sustainable products. At the same time, the market becomes more regulated. As a consequence, asset managers need to adapt their strategy, not only to be regulatory compliant, but also to stay ahead of the competition. And this is a, an important point to stress, to point out. The uh, European Union's sustainable finance regulations set new standards and not only affects the European asset managers, but also as a global impact. Reliable, reliable data, reliable ESG data, is becoming increasingly important and need to be integrated into the portfolio management process. Uh, while data provision will be a poor commodity, uh, analyzing the data, analyzing a way in how to manage the data will be the main asset in the future. Building the necessary infrastructure is a key point with this respect. Gianluca, again, based on some of the outcomes from the research study, what do you feel are some of the key considerations that asset managers invest and investors should bear in mind now in terms of sustainability being mainstream? Yeah, I think on one end, uh, we cooperate with the Bocconis da Bocconi University because as Michele was was saying, the regular regulatory change is pretty significant and it's been an engine to the development of sustainable investment. But of course, it cannot be the only engine. And uh, I think the ecological transition as well, the change in the, the human society have to be a priority also for our industry. And moreover, what we one of the most important outcomes is that we have to be an active player to facilitate and to sustain a positive outcome of this process of this transition. And how we do it, we do it, we're keeping on researching the best way and the most effective way of investing and with the fiduciary duty, which we have to embed in our investment process. Great. Thank you. Thanks so much to both of you for your time. That wraps up today's podcast. Obviously, the study has highlighted a lot of key areas and food for thought. And to our listeners, there's access to that if you'd like to follow up with us directly. And of course, you can follow on LinkedIn for more information on Vontobo Asset Management generally and future podcasts. But for today, we really appreciate your time and we we'll look forward to bringing you more topical discussions soon. Thank you. This recording is for information purposes only and nothing contained in this recording should constitute a solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any investment instruments, to affect any transactions, or to conclude any legal act of any kind whatsoever, except as permitted under applicable copyright laws. None of this information may be reproduced, adapted, uploaded to a third party, linked to, framed, performed in public, distributed, or transmitted in any form, by any process, without the specific written consent of Vontabel. To the maximum extent permitted by law, 
Von Spell will not be liable in any way for any loss or damage suffered by you through the use or access to this information, or Von Spell's failure to provide this information. Our liability for negligence, breach of contract, or contravention of any law as a result of our failure to provide this information, or any part of it, or for any problems with this information, which could not be lawfully excluded, is limited at our option and to the maximum extent permitted by law to resupply this information or any part of it to you, or to pay for the resupply of this information or any part of it to you. Keep in mind that past performance is not a reliable indicator of current or future performance, and forecasts are inherently limited and should not be relied upon as an indicator of future performance. Today's guest speaker is not an employee or representative of Von Tobel. The views expressed in this recording are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and or policies of Von Tobel.